All right. All right. It was better the first time we did it, much like this show. We didn't even... I know. I got it wrong. Um, Hi, everyone. Uh, We recorded this podcast three times now. (laughs) The podcast gods do not want us to do this episode. If you're listening to this episode, if it has been released, there is a chance that we have died. Um, And this is being released posthumously. So be nice to us about it. Yeah. Also, we had, I had some health issues. And so stuff got kind of crazy. So to update you with the specifics, we were very excited. We were going to record an episode of our podcast in our apartment that we live in together now. It was going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, We recorded nine minutes of it and said, let's listen to that audio. Um, And Maggie sounded great. And I sounded like I was in the parking garage across the street. (laughs) So we came over to our our head office uh, where Jake and Taylor let us record. And that episode went super well. Yeah, it did. And then the file got corrupted. So we only had eight minutes of that podcast. Of like an hour and 15 minute episode. So because we love you, our consistent listeners, so much, we are going to record this episode for a third time. We're going to do our best to give you all those good, high-quality goofs. New and, ones. And better ones. Yes. Um, this is going to be Jokes 3.0, um, the best jokes you've ever heard. Um, so please enjoy it and listen to it. Uh, yeah, you had a bit of a health thing, too. Yeah. So um, we, we had to go to the emergency room, which was fun, because I don't go to the doctor, so this was like a fun outing for us it definitely felt like i was being over dramatic and then it turned out that i wasn't so that yeah. was good it just it wasn't it wasn't exactly what you thought it, i i came home one night and she she thought she was very 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 sick and it turns out she was very sick but not very, very, very not sick. very very sick guys i'm fine she's we're fine. good it's she, fine clearly she's fine she's recording a podcast yeah i was Ghosts the one who said like we yet. have to do this yeah liz was like no let's not <laughs> let's quit (laughs) no um so anyway this is this is our podcast uh cool story needs more girls i'm maggie i'm liz and today kind of fortuitously we're gonna talk about medical tv shows that's why i brought up you going to the emergency room yeah i I was gonna i was gonna spin nicely into um let's yeah let's talk about medical shit So, medical TV shows. Yeah. Um, There's many of them on television. There are. Um, so, I have a couple favorites, and I know that you are intent on turning this into a Grey's Anatomy fan cast, but can I talk about my shows first? Uh, talk about your shows, and then I'll talk about the greatest television show of all time, Grey's Anatomy. Like, I don't think it's the greatest show of all time, guys. <laughs> Be cool. <laughs> um. Anyway, so my favorite Doctor show is called Scrubs. And it follows, um, th- I'm going to say three young doctors. Dr. Anthony Scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> That's his name, right? That's why they call it Scrubs? No. Oh. Because they wear Scrubs. Oh, my God. Is that <laughs> why they call it Scrubs? Oh, my God. I get it now. Oh, I get it. That was a joke. I knew why they called it Scrubs. That was one of those high quality jokes we talked about in the opening. <laughs> Did you like it? Do you like Please us? Please tell us that you liked it. Please love us. <laughs> um, anyway, 
<laughs> so it follows three young doctors as they move through um, their residency and all of the nonsense that goes along with becoming a doctor. Um, we don't mean to uh, minimize the work it takes to become a doctor. I just don't know how much work our, it takes. Our little brains just can't handle how much work. Like, I cannot, in my brain, handle what it would take to be a doctor. She can't even think about it. I can't. I can't even blame it on TV. Um, anyway, so today we're going to talk about the women of Scrubs along with the women of a couple different medical shows. Woo! Woohoo! Um, my favorite and like the one that I relate to the most is Elliot Reed. Dr. Elliot Reed. This will moment shock, killer. This will shock nobody who knows you. <laughs> no, it won't. It will not. Um, and she's played by Sarah Chalk, and I love her to death. Um, but Elliot is a neurotic very white girl kind of raised by wasps. Um, yeah, it's important to point out when you say white girl, you don't mean like, well, her skin is white. You mean no, that? I mean like she's a very stereotypical, yeah. like, you know, she tries very hard to fit in with like Carla and um, uh, she's almost like, ev- like everyone, but she, she doesn't. She's almost apologetically white. Yes. Yeah. She's Connecticut. Yeah. She's, <laughs> She's like, if Connecticut was a person. Yeah, no. Um, but I I really relate to Elliot because she's very neurotic. She has a lot of hang-ups about weight, about, you know, eating, about... She's a nervous pooer, which is something that I relate to heavily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she just... She is really just kind of exploring the space of being a doctor, which is very cool to watch her do it alongside um, JD and Turk. And those two are... Amazing characters, but I don't I really want to so talk much. about them today. We know them. We are yeah. them. It's fine. Yeah. We're a um, little married. So Elliot brings up a lot of important points within the show. She talks a lot about, um, you know, the idea of slut shaming because she ends up sleeping with a doctor and then that doctor is gossiping about it and everybody finds out and then she's a slut and then kind of finds the power in that because a lot of women start coming to her like, hey, what's the G spot? Or like, tell me about this. Like, what are your favorite sex positions? And she's like, I don't know. I just started after the couple that I knew, I just started naming insects. (laughs) So I, I really like Elliot because she kind of, um, when she's first off put by something, she finds a way to like incorporate it or make it good or be proud of it. Basically. Um, they cover her, um, you know, this need of hers to help everyone and not take care of herself, which is very important because a lot of women do that. Um, and honestly, she's the probably the more intelligent doctor. Oh, yeah. Of the three leads. Yeah. Um, she's definitely the most book smart. You know, she doesn't have a great bedside manner, but that's something that they point out and then she works on. She figures it out. Mm-hmm. And so you see a lot of growth with her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and one thing that I really like, and I think about a lot, because I watch the show a lot. You do. Um, there, so there's this kind of, there's, at the end, not the last season. I don't watch the last season, because it is. Because it's. Because I it's, can't get through the first episode. It's a scrub stick place in an alternate universe. Yeah. yeah it's um, essentially a fan fiction. Yeah. But I'm going to, I'm going to spoil here. This is not a spoiler free zone. But at Never the end. Been. At the end of um, the, the original series, JD and Elliot end up getting married. Mm-hmm. And what I really like about it, because sometimes in my head I'm like, well, but that's like how I met your mother and you hate how I met your mother because of the way that they ended Mm -hmm. that. 
The difference is, is that JD and Elliot, like, really do a lot of growing. Mm-hmm. And they grow as people before it's finally like, oh, hey, we're going to be together now. Instead of just, I'm going to chase after this girl for my life, meet this woman that I love, and then this woman is going to die, and then I'm going to go back to this there's, girl. There's also no point in the pilot where JD says, oh, that's not your mother, that's your aunt Elliot. Yeah. And then it's like, just kidding, she's aunt mom Elliot. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Bob Saget? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so I love Elliot. She's one of my favorites. But another really important character that we have to talk about is Nurse Carla Esposito. Espinoza. Espinoza. God, it's right in front of me. It is what right in front of you. Are you just thinking of uh, Cameron Esposito I again? Am, and that's horrible. Here's a fun fact about Maggie. I love Carmen Esposito. She's always thinking about Carmen Esposito. All the time. <laughs> I wonder what Carmen Esposito's doing right now. Liz, what's Carmen Esposito doing? What do you think she's doing? What sort of vest do you think she's wearing today? I bet she's rocking and she looks so good in vests. Do you think she'd find it weird that I have the same haircut as her? Shut up. (laughs) Um, But anyway. Imitation is Um, the highest form of flattery. Anyway, can I talk about Carla? Please. Carla is... Carla Espinosa. Yes, that one. (laughs) Is a very strong character who is basically like the the mama lion. She's the mom friend, which is fine. She's the mom friend. She goes very far to protect... Um, JD and Turk and Elliot um, and pretty much anyone who needs her. But what I, I like, yes, yeah, she she protect, but she also attack. Oh, yeah, she do. Um, and not necessarily always someone who is messing with one of her bear mm-hmm. cubs, but if JD is doing something stupid that's going to get him yeah. hurt in the long run, she shuts it down. Yeah, she's she not does. like, oh, he's happy. So it's, she's like, no, you're hurting yourself and others. Stop mm-hmm. doing that. Yeah, she definitely um, is a very wonderful character who is very proud to be a nurse. Mm -hmm. And there are a couple of times when it kind of gets shit on where they're like, oh, but you're just a nurse. And she is like... She shuts it down. Yeah, she does. She's like, no, I am very proud of what I do. I'm very good at what I do. Like, this isn't just me being a nurse because I can't, you know, afford to be a doctor. It's because... I'm good at being a nurse. The word, the phrase just a nurse should only be used to answer the question, who knows how to do this? Just a nurse. Doctors yeah. are not capable of doing that. Yeah. Doctors are too smart to do that, and they'll mess it up. So anyway, Carla um, ends up getting married to Turk and is, like, I can't even describe how wonderful she is. She's just such a strong character, and she struggles with so many issues. She's multifaceted. Yes. She's never just one thing. I can't stand a character or even, we all know some people who are just one thing. Whether it's their job or their hobby or their religion, they're just that one thing. Mm -hmm. And I, she's not that. She's not. She is a nurse. She is Dominican. She is... A mother. A mother, a wife. She is... A friend. Absolutely. (laughs) She has so many different things, and she can be more than one thing to yes. one person. Yes. You know, to Elliot, she is a friend, but also a colleague, but also that... That, that voice who says, hey, you're being very white. That, or that mother figure that <laughs> yeah. she needs, like a yeah. loving, tender mother figure that she needs sometimes. Yes. Um, so she, she's a little bit of everything. She's mm-hmm. also got that activism in her. Yes. Um, we see it. I, I can think of one specific example in an episode where the nurses want raises and Bob mm-hmm. Kelso's like, I can't give you raises. You know, that bullshit that mm-hmm. CEOs always pull. If I give you a raise, how will I pay for my fourth boat? 
Um, so she organizes not a strike because that would hurt the patients. She yeah. organizes a slowdown. Where they they do everything that the patients need, mm-hmm. but then they file the paperwork very slowly and There's do like the things that the two doctors of them want very slowly. A syringe very slowly at a time. <laughs> yes. yes, that's a very good episode. Um, but yeah, so Carla struggles with a lot of stuff. She struggles with a lot of mom issues. Her mom passes away somewhat early in the series, um, like right right before she and Turk get married. And so that's that's a big deal because for anyone that would be a really big deal. But she deals with that, you know, at first she lives with her mother. And so she's dealing with mm-hmm. dating Turk and then also having a mother who is very religious and doesn't believe in, you know, sex before marriage yep. and that kind of thing. Um, but she has so many layers to her, which is how you know that she's such a good character because she is three-dimensional. And then when she has Izzy, their baby... She has that struggle of, should I go back to work? Should I make the more make more money? But then all that money is just going to go to daycare. Or yep. should I stay home with her? Because I love being with my child. But also I miss being at work. So Carla's really wonderful. And then there were two more characters that I want to talk about on the show. You One forget. Of, this is the third time we've recorded this. I know. I know I've seen the I'm end. I'm trying to remind myself. <laughs> I've um, seen the end. It's very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other char- one of the other characters that I wanted to talk about was Nurse Roberts. Uh, Laverne. Laverne. And also Laverne. Laverne again. I want to include Laverne again in this. We absolutely should include Laverne again. Because <laughs> they're the same actress. Um, I feel like she had a different name, but then JD was like, no, oh, you're Laverne again. You look, what's funny is like, he is the only one who notices. Yeah. Everyone else is like, yeah, I don't see it. But he's like, no, she looks just like Laverne. I'm going to call you Laverne again. And she's like, I hate that. But he's like, whatever you say, Laverne again. Which he's is really very, bad at that. Yeah, it's a very JD thing to do. Um, if we could take a break from from building up women and just talk about... I, JD is one of those... Idiots? It's a special brand of television character that you see not all the time, but enough that you're just like, oh, this guy again. Yeah. You know, that standard guy you know jd ted mosby um okay so under his file in um tvtropes.org which you and i love oh it's one of our faveskies um he is listed as adorkable which we've talked about adorkable before um attention deficit big brother mentor um so he's he teaches people through being that big brother um, are you sure? Are you sure he doesn't have a big sharply, brother mentor? Sharply contrasted with Dr. Cox's sink or swim approach and also deconstructed in that it is JD's style of teaching that is considered terrible, stemming from his own personal need for everyone to like him. So he takes kind of that big brother of like, let me help, buddy. Look how cool I am. Yeah, basically. Bumbling sidekick, butt monkey. Oh, physical comedy kind of stuff. I'm pretty sure someone literally calls him a butt monkey in yeah, the show. No, yeah, probably. He can't tell a joke, which, yeah, he's, he's got a chronic hero system or syndrome. Yeah. The cutie. He can tell a joke. He just can't not laugh at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which, believe me, I've done that once on stage. Yeah. As a stand-up comedian, I have told a joke so funny it made me laugh. Yeah. Can a comedian write a joke so funny that even they can't help but laugh? Um, Apparently, yes. Yes. Um... Yeah, so it's a lot about, you know, he's very imaginative, he's very distractible. Yeah. Um and that's that's John Dorian. He's he's the hero of the story and he knows it. Yeah. Um I think it would be really interesting to see some sort of project where the hero of the story does not realize that they are the main character. Yes. Um 
they still are, but they're... Well, he makes... There's that joke one time where um, he has this kind of, like, imagination thing where Turk is Batman and he's Robin and then Turk... And he's like, God, I can't even be the hero in my own in my own daydreams. And then Turk goes, it could be worse. You could be Alfred. And then they pan back to JD and he's in the Alfred costume. <laughs> he's like, damn you, sir. You know, oh, so stuff like that happens. Um... Can I go back to talking about Laverne? Yeah, let's go back to Laverne. I'm sorry that I derailed it. No, that's okay. I feel like it is important because JD is quite the character. Um, (laughs) He's quite the character. (laughs) Um, So the big thing about Laverne is that she is very religious. Yes. That was a big thing that I wanted to talk about. Her church choir is always there. Yeah. Like, she still scrubs for her. Like, no. (laughs) Is church choir your job if you're in church choir? I mean, they're very good at it. Like, I've, I've done different things back when I was a church going last, but I, it was never like a full-time job church choiring. Mm-hmm. Maybe I was going to the wrong church. So Laverne is a very important character because as we've talked about multiple times now, she's kind of a weird tertiary character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so she's not a direct part of the action, but she's definitely a character that we see just every so often being like, okay, what's going on here? This is ridiculous. She's, she watches a yep. lot. She's kind of the place of the audience. I, I almost wonder if sometimes it doesn't go back to that whole um, old black people are magic. It could be. There's a, like, I've been thinking about it. Yeah. And we talked about this during the, when we talked about The Shining as well, that, mm-hmm. you know, you see the, once you kind of look for it, you see it in a lot of places, this idea that you're an older woman, you're a black woman, you must you must be some sort of magic, mm-hmm. which I'm all for black girl magic, yep. but like, we're not just looking at a black woman and saying, well, clearly you're some sort of, yeah. you know, mystic yeah. person that in the trope of the sassy black nurse. Yes. Yeah. Like, and that's listed in here. So with car or with, um, Laverne mm-hmm. in the early season, she does come off as a very flat character. She's yeah. just Carla's friend. Yeah. Like that's, that's it to her. But then as they move through the seasons, you know, you get to see more depth. You get to see more about her. You learn more about her. Like, it's hinted that she and Kelso had a one-night stand at one point. Like, you learn so much more about her, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden she becomes this character that you're like, holy cow, she's really awesome. Um, you know, there's, like, that time that she tricks both JD and Turk into buying her husband's old bowling shoes. <laughs> and it's hilarious because you see JD and Turk just wearing these shoes being like, well, these are ours now, I guess. <laughs> like... It's, this character is just so very wonderful mm-hmm. because she is extremely religious, stands by it, even though she's yep. in this hospital system where people die all the time. Yep. And she maintains throughout the seasons that everything happens for a reason mm-hmm. and that things are important. You know, that she she stands up to Cox and she stands up to Kelso and that's a thing that not a lot of people will do. There's definitely... Oh, there's an episode where she's harping on that everything happens for a reason. And one of the doctors, I can't remember who, gets so mad at her because a little girl like got stabbed at a grocery store. Yeah. He's like, what's the reason for this? And like throws the x-ray up and the girl has like cancer or something. Yeah, and they, and they would wouldn't... not have found it if she had not been stabbed. Yeah. And the really sad thing about that episode is that the next day she dies. Oh, she gets in a car accident right. and she dies. Well, she it goes was, into a coma. It was kind of, which, 
that makes her like a tragic hero. Like yeah. she had like finally achieved that. Like she had looked the final boss Cox in the face and said, "Fucking this, <laughs> this is it." Yeah. And he was like, nah! and then she was like, cool, I've achieved my mission. Um, I'm going to go peacefully into the good night. Yep. So that's Laverne. Yeah. We love her. She's, She's wonderful. She's marvelous. And then my last favorite character is, um, her name is Jordan Sullivan. See, that one, <laughs> that one makes almost more sense than Elliot. Because yeah. While there is so much Elliot to you. Yes. There's also so much Jordan. I to go you. back and forth. I go back and forth. There's so much of her to you where it's just like you were pretty and a little bit mean. <laughs> I can't be mean. Like I, that's something you can only say about your best friend. Like you, you have a beautiful face and sometimes you're just like a little bit mean. Yeah. 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 No, I completely agree. Yeah, no. I'm glad um, you do. <laughs> so Jordan Sullivan is the ex-wife of Dr. Cox mm-hmm. and a member of the board at the hospital. Um, and she is a little vindictive. A little. <laughs> um, her, Water's a little wet. Her big thing is that she has this relationship with Dr. Cox um, that's maybe a little toxic, but also weirdly supportive. Yeah. They don't, they don't have, I don't know. I don't want to say they don't have a positive relationship, but it can get snarky. They kind of backbite each other. But then it's also very loving and supportive. And their whole deal is just, you know, I'm here for you, but when we're married, we're horrible together. Yeah. She, I I don't really know how to describe it. She kind of comes into the show and sleeps with JD, and then you find out who she is. Which is rough. It's one of my favorite ways to introduce a character. Yeah. That sharp left turn where... Yes. You, you're like, oh, cool, a new character, they do this, and you think you have it all figured out, mm-hmm. but then, just kidding. Yeah, oh, God, That no. was the, yeah. the villain's, the villain's brother, the whole time, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, no, I really love Jordan. There's a lot to her character. She is very strong and confident. Mm-hmm. She sometimes uses sex as a weapon, which isn't super great, but it's a thing. Um, you someday know, nobody's will, perfect. Someday we will rank all of the typical female behaviors in television and we'll rank them from the ones that are like, eh, they're bad, but they could be worse. To the ones that's like, this is bad and stop doing it, please. Yes, exactly. The thing that I really like about Jordan is you also see growth with her. Mm-hmm. All of these characters you see growth with, which is wonderful. And for me, like points for a good TV show. Um, but with Jordan, when she first comes in, she makes no friends. Like, people don't like her. It's She's around and everyone is like, shit, we have to she, talk to her. She's very harsh. She yes. doesn't make herself... She doesn't, she doesn't mold herself to the situation she's in. Yeah. Which is an admirable trait to have. Yeah. But also, society works on a system of checks and balances where yeah. sometimes you have to talk about anime, even though one time you tried to watch anime and it literally bored you to tears. I'm really sorry that we made you watch that anime video then. I found that one funny. Okay, Because good. it was poking fun at anime. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> um, We've had a busy day. We have. We watched well, funny YouTube videos on the internet. And then we had to do this. Um, <laughs> it's been a very busy day, okay? I'm going to talk about Jordan Sullivan some more. Yeah, please. Um, so she, like, by the end of the series, has gotten to this point where she is friends with Carla and Elliot and, you know, can be friendly with JD and 
is back together with Dr. Cox and they have two kids together. Mm -hmm. Like she goes from being this like island to creating these relationships and learning like, okay, there are times when I can be nice to people, but then also people being able to understand this is Jordan's personality. You know, she changes a little, but also we're going to accept her for who she is. She Mm -hmm. doesn't need to change who she is to make friends. It's just learning. Hey, I can open up and let people in. Yep. Um, but I really love her. She also kind of goes through that stay-at-home mom thing. Yep. Um, after Jack is born, she resigns from the hospital, or she resigns from the board, which was kind of something that she made a couple comments about it being time. So it wasn't yeah. like she had to leave. Um, but Dr. Cox is extremely supportive throughout the entire pregnancy, even when he thinks it isn't his. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot to that relationship that I think is very positive. And I love them. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. So that's Scrubs. There are also, there are other really great characters. Those are my favorites. Yeah. It's and a show with, some really wonderful women. It's a show with a lot of great characters in it that they're, they're not the same characters at the end of right. season eight that they were in the pilot. Right. Um, that's, exactly. That's how a show should be. Yeah. There are, there are a couple of shows that I've watched where I was like, well, that was just seven seasons of people making the same mistakes over and over and yeah. over and over and never learning yes. anything from it. So. Yes. Um, so I'm going to talk about House super duper quick because uh, yeah. I just spent like 20 minutes talking yeah, about Scrubs. Yeah, I, I, I noticed you checked the time and I wanted to ask if we've reached the nine minute mark. Are we, oh yeah, no. Are we good? We, we're good. <laughs> we good? Um, so House is a show that I was obsessed with in college. Um, I'm not going to touch on all of the characters because mm, I don't want to. Um, Dr. Timothy House, <laughs> the House School for Gifted Medical Minds. Yeah, that one. Um, that show. He is a, a doctor of brains, and he teaches doctors how to be doctors, right? You got it. That's the whole show. That's the whole um, show. So Dr. Gregory House This is... has been Incorrect Synopses <laughs> with Liz. <laughs> We're trying to come up with segments. We've been told to add more segments. Um, so Dr. Gregory House is... A character. Yeah. Kind of an asshole. Yeah. Um, he basically just does what he wants. Mm-hmm. And the other cast cleans up after him and tries to lead him on the right path. It's very important to note, Dr. Gregory House is based off of Sherlock Holmes. Yes. Um, I feel like he's, even though one came before the other, I feel like he's got the same feel as the BBC Sherlock. He does. He's, he's that very standoffish yeah, I'm smarter than you, and yes. I know it, and I'm better than you, and just yeah. stop talking, I'll do it. Yeah. Um, which one can only handle for so long before you're like, just fucking take the help, please. Yeah, yeah. I was super into it in college, and mm-hmm. now like I try and watch an episode, because like, it's on Netflix or whatever, yeah. and I just get so angry. Like, There are a lot of women in this show that their main job is just to keep house yeah. from like killing people. It's like cool it edge lord, we get yeah. it. You're smart and you ride a motorcycle. Yeah. And I think and I've noticed this more and more and I somebody was telling me this and I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, but watching a hospital TV show is basically just watching people break the rules. Mhm. And Oh my god, it's yeah. It's like treating like the way house works is if he followed the rules, people would die. Yeah. And that's not a fair way to show the hospital system because they're not just trying to meet the bottom line. They are working to save people. And the fact that 
it constantly gets portrayed in this way can be very frustrating. Yeah, I mean, the more I think about it, we went to the emergency room. Yeah. Sitting there for that amount of time, except for the incredible joke my mother and I made. Nobody would watch that. It was so boring. You wouldn't even let us watch it TV. It was so boring. I was in a lot of pain. TV would help. TV no, no, it wouldn't have. TV I was, loves you. TV wants you to feel good. No, I just wanted silence. And TV you guys just, kept talking. TV and I was very glad that good, I didn't baby. yell at you. TV, um, TV loves no. you. Once I had my pain meds, I could have watched TV. <laughs> but at that point, I was like, can I go home now? I feel good. <laughs> hey, I got these good, good meds. Can I go home? I got the good meds. Anyway, so um, a very important character is Dr. Cuddy. She's mm-hmm. played by Lisa Eidelstein. Um She's the dean of medicine, the chief hospital administrator. She's, um, she's a very competent. She's the boss. She's the boss. And yet most like 90% of her time is just yelling at house and trying to get him she's, to do his job. She's the boss of a very important hospital, Princeton, Princeton Plainsboro, like mm-hmm. an important hospital. Yeah. And she's essentially portrayed as a kindergarten teacher. She's, like, yeah. house, get down. House, you can't do that. House, do I need to talk to your parents? Like, house, you can't do that. That's not going to work. Like, and then house being like, fuck you, I'm going to do it anyways. And then he rides off on his motorcycle. Right. And like, I don't know much about the show. Can you he, tell? He has a motorcycle, <laughs> but you're right. Um, like, you're right. She's portrayed as a kindergarten teacher. She's a babysitter mm-hmm. to make sure House doesn't kill people, and then he doesn't listen. Despite and she's portrayed as the idiot because he was right. Despite the fact that she is a woman who has, I'm guessing, multiple advanced degrees. Yeah. Um, because she was second in her class. You'd have to have school. a medical degree to be dean of medicine, but I'm guessing if you're head hospital administrator, that might be an MBA. Yeah, she probably like, has an MBA as well. That's... That's so much education and so much smart in one person. So to take that character that, like, I can suspend my disbelief only so much before I'm like, nope, she's too smart to put up with that shit. Yeah. You can find good doctors who follow the rules. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's story. But then I got to remember, it's TV. Yeah. Nobody wants to watch a show about a good doctor who follows the rules. Right. That's boring. That's... That's your life because you're at work doing your job, being quote unquote good at it and following the rules. Yes, absolutely. TV is terrible. I hate it. <laughs> um, so House has a lot of characters in it. Um, mm-hmm. They cycle through a lot of doctors um, with House's team and it's just amazing. people being around. It's amazing how many TV doctors die. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of, they die a lot. Um, actually, I think only like one of them dies in house. Oh yeah. Of the I think main it was, character. I think it was just Cal Penn. Oh, I forgot about Cal Penn. Cause they, Amber dies too. They had to get rid of Cal Penn because he, he went, yes. to, he went to work for president Obama. So he had to leave. He killed himself. He, yeah. And he, that was kind of out of nowhere. And yeah. like, I feel like they could have done that. They could have done that so much better. It could have been it like, it kind of came out of nowhere. He was helping to save somebody who had been injured in a bike accident and got hit by a taxi. Like, like let him go out doing something important instead of like, like, it was one of those yeah. things where they made it this huge thing, and it was like, dude, that's kind of triggering. Like, can you not? Yeah, do that? I remember it being pretty graphic. If yeah, I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, um, yeah. So that was shitty. Um, Amber dies um, in a 
bus accidents. Oh, yeah. That was, like, a big season. That was actually the episode that got me into House. That was, like, with the slow-mo, right? Yeah, that was, like, he House hit his head mm-hmm. and, like, couldn't remember something, but he knew, like, somebody was dying. So they spend two episodes trying to figure out, like, who's dying and how can they save her, and then it's like, sorry, we can't, she's because of a medication that she was on, which feels stupid. Yeah. But I get, like, I get it. Like, there's a lot of medications that'll react badly with other medications. Mm-hmm. But, um. But there's also a lot of medications that you can work around with. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk about one other character on House, because it was the first bisexual character that I ever yes. saw on TV, and it's very important to me. Yes. Um, and that is 13, or Remy Hadley, played by Olivia Wilde, who I also love so much so she is portrayed as bisexual um she's very mysterious when she first comes in Mm -hmm. um you know not really wanting to tell anyone her name and hence going by 13 um because there was this whole lottery system auditions kind of thing that house was doing with 40 40 qualified doctors i'm here to audition for the doctor job (laughs) yeah right um she is the only out character in the show there has been some speculation about other characters but Nobody has ever confirmed anything and probably won't at this point. Um, She uh, has Huntington's disease. She's dealt with it. Her mother had it. Her brother had it. Um, And then it's revealed throughout the course of the show that she also has the gene for it. So that's something that she struggles with. Mm -hmm. She works very hard to treat all of her patients the same way. Um, In the multiple articles that I was reading about her, they made it very clear that, you know, she treats drug addicts the same as she would treat like you know a ceo Mm -hmm. it's not about who you are it's about you know helping you and making sure that you feel better and how can we get you healthy and i and it's such a wonderful i just she's such a good character she really is no she's a Um, phenomenal character and um we need more like her yeah because she's not she is oh how do i want to phrase it she's not soft no she's not she's not you know, yes, she treats all of her, her patients the same, but that doesn't make her into some soft simpering. Oh, oh I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm going to fix it all better. It's you, we have a problem. Mm-hmm. We're going to fix it. Yeah. No matter what we have to do. Yes. She's very analytical. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that I really like about her is a, there's a lot of stereotypes about bisexual people. And they bring it up in the show, like, once in a while. Like, isn't, it, isn't it true that um, bisexuals turn into bicycles during the full moon? We turn into bees. Bees. God, I get it wrong every time. <laughs> bees. 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 Bisexuals. Um, bees. Full moon. Bees. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> anyway. Um, so she ends up dating um, Eric Foreman. Not, not, the, that not, not, not that Foreman, Eric Foreman, guys. A the, different Eric the Foreman. Foreman. The Foreman played by Omar Epps, all right? <laughs> not that Eric Foreman on a Fox television <laughs> show in the early 2000s. A different one. Hey, guys. It's one network. Give your characters different names. Jesus. Um, or have them be played by the same guy. That, too. Um, every once in a while, I am struck with a burning desire to know how Topher Grace is doing. <laughs> I asked our Alexa the other day, and she was like, I don't know. And I was like, oh, God, we got to find him. So, um, Someone check in with Topher Grace. If anybody, uh, if you or someone you know is Topher Grace, and you have information about how, I don't want to know where he is. I just, just want to know how he is. 
Is he, he good? doing okay? Does he keep up with Josh Dumel? I think they were in a movie together. Uh. Is he still friends with Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis? How does he feel about um, Orange is the New Black? How's good he question. About? I can't. Laura Prepon. There we go. How does he feel about Laura Prepon? Were, did they ever date in real life? Can I? I think that was. Oh, how how is Jordan Gos- Joseph Gordon-Levitt to work with? He was in a couple episodes. Can I talk about House now? You may. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> That's been one of Liz's wild tangents. <laughs> so Foreman and 13 date. And they it were. comes up. He talks about, you know, do I need to be worried that you're just going to go cheat on me with a girl? And she's like, what? No, that's not how it works. Um, you know, they have a whole discussion about like, well, right now I'm dating a guy and I'm into you. I'm not into other people. It's the thing about identifying yourself on that part of this, on that part of the sexual spectrum is, yeah, you're attracted to people, not to genitals. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. you don't narrow it down. Like you have a penis. I'm into you. Or you have a vagina. I'm into you. It's okay. I'm into you because of who you are as a person, Mm -hmm. which I, like um but so they have that whole discussion and it's very honest and it's very open and it was kind of one of those things where i was watching it like holy shit and i came into myself very late in life Mm -hmm. like it wasn't something that i was like always aware of Mm -hmm. so to see that and then to figure this out about myself was really wonderful to already have this knowledge of like this is how it works i don't have to go into it thinking it's all going to be threesomes and orgies all the time representation matters Please. Yes, it does. It's. I have a big issue with that whole. Well, you're gonna go cheat on me with a girl. Like, yeah. here's the thing about people. Some of them are cheaters. I was having a discussion about it last night with Jake. Um, we've our, learned one of our bosses. Yes, with our boss. I was driving him home. Don't worry about it. Um, we have learned in the past year that anybody can get cheated on. Apparently, because somebody cheated on. Beyonce and she's Beyonce. Beyonce like no one is immune to being cheated on apparently um I don't understand why it's like well you like I'm a guy dating a girl and this girl likes girls too she's obviously gonna go cheat on me with a girl like mm-hmm. I don't get like why your brain immediately goes to that like yeah it's this and idea why that's so much worse it's like it's- the idea well it goes back to the toxic masculinity thing that we talked about last time because oh if you start dating a girl like it's even if i broke up with a guy and then started dating a girl the whole idea is that oh you didn't like men so much that you started dating women now look at it the other way my dude like you were so good you were so good at being a dude she was like well I've reached the top of that. I guess I'm going to have to try a whole other gender now. I, I did that one. Um, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, I'm done now. Like, <laughs> I can't do any better. I got to try something completely different. Um, I rose to the top of the law firm. Now I have to go to med school. Yes. Like, um, but yeah, like, and there's this idea that if you like multiple genders, you're more sexually active. You know, because it's super easy to find girls that are into girls in Wisconsin. Is it? No. (laughs) Um, Or anywhere. I didn't think so. It's very tough. Um, Dating is garbage no matter who you are and what you want to 
date. Yeah. Like, yeah. No. Yeah. It's terrible. Um, Don't do it. But anyway, that's why thirteen is so important to me, yeah. and I love her. And I will now awesome. relinquish the stage unto you. Don't do that. To that talk won't to well. Grey's Anatomy. Hello, I'm Liz, and I'd like to talk to you about Grey's Anatomy. Let's all be very surprised at Liz for a moment that she's bringing up Grey's Anatomy. This show has over 300 episodes and over 300 plane crashes. I'm just kidding about the plane crash part. But uh, it's up there. But it's up there. It's, uh, it's a lot more plane crashes than you and I have been in combined, I bet. As long as you've only been in two. <laughs> um, I've been in none. Yay. Um, I like Grey's Anatomy. I know some people don't. Some people think earlier seasons are better, later seasons, whatever. Here's the thing to keep in mind as I discuss this television show. It's a late, it's a later in the evening soap opera. It's, it's a soap opera. That's mm-hmm. what it is. The music's better and the actors are better, but that's essentially what it is. Mm-hmm. So when overdramatic things happen, when there are cheating husbands and wives and plane crashes and long lost half sisters... Y'all, it's a soap opera. That's 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 what they do. Like yeah. extended dream sequences. Yeah, soap operas invented that. Like I would not be surprised if Grey's Anatomy took place in a snow globe the whole time, except it's a rain globe because they live in Seattle. That's really good. Thank you. Oh my god, I thought you were gonna. You le- she leaned into the microphone and I was like, this is it. This is gonna be the comment that finally kills me. And I quit the podcast. And she said that was really good. And I was like, huh. No, I liked that one. I that think, was good. I think you're my dad now. <laughs> oh, God. Can we move on? Yes. We're running late. For what? <laughs> no, I just mean we're taking a long time because I talked a lot this episode. Okay. Yeah, that's my fault somehow. Okay. No, I'm, uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> so Grey's Anatomy was created and originally written by Shauna Rhimes, who's a black woman. Um, the characters on this show, we, as we've been talking about this show, we've had like the Google page for each show pulled up. And this is by far the most diverse mm-hmm. cast. Mm-hmm. You have um, black people, Asian people, um, Hispanic people. Um, it's also diverse across sexuality. You see, obviously, straight people, gay people, bisexual people. You've got a little bit of everything in there. Can, um, I, can I ask, are there any trans characters? No. Okay. Well, and that's kind of a newer... Yes. Unfortunately, that's kind of a newer thing to be coming to broadcasting. Oh! So I was just curious. No! One of the characters' brothers is transitioning to a woman. Oh, wow. Got it! Nice! Got it! That was cool. That's good. That's yeah. awesome. I watched this show a <laughs> lot. Um, because it is, it is captivating. Yeah. It's a it's, soap opera. You get interested in the story. Yep. Yeah, um, but it's got... So many strong female characters in it. A couple of weak ones, too, but a lot of strong ones. Um, The one I like to talk about the most is Sandra Oh's character, Dr. Christina Yang. She does remind me of you. I know. Um, She she's a double doctor. Uh, That means she has a Ph.D. and an M.D. Mm -hmm. She wants to be the best in her field. She is so driven to a fault, almost. Mm-hmm. Her drive is kind of her... Her wings are made out of ambition, and she flies too close to the sun, and... Is it her hubris, if you will? You know, I think hubris was the word I was looking for the whole time, but you know I love Icarus, so... Yeah, that's okay. 
Okay. Take two. Her ambition is her hubris. Absolutely. I'll uh, leave them both in so you can have your Icarus comment. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, but the relationship he, she has with the main character, Meredith Grey. Grey's Anatomy. Yes. Meredith Grey. It's clever. Um, Subtle. They have, they have a friendship that honestly reminds me of our friendship, where if one person needs something... It's not a question of when I have time. It's a question yeah. of where are you right now? I'll be there. Yeah. Um, which sometimes you don't see quite so much. You don't no. see that that all giving, self sacrificing friendship, especially in women who are very, very busy. And um, and being a doctor is extremely competitive. Yes. Oh so, yes. These, so like to be like, okay, I'm gonna come help you be very damaging for your yeah, career to say oh i'm gonna help you with this or that or the other you know and these are women who they also break the rules mm-hmm. there is a point where christina's boyfriend fiance mm-hmm. he kind of fluctuates um he he is one of the best heart surgeons ever not mm-hmm. just in the city mm-hmm. he has an accident where he has some nerve damage in his hand yeah so he gets these tremors which for you or me, if our hand shakes every once in a while, it's not the end of the world. For but people when who you hold knives and like cut into people, that's not, an issue. Not so much knives cutting into people, but um, very small knives inside. You're still beating hard. Yeah, that's gonna be rough. Um, there is no margin of error. There's no. just error. Mm-hmm. Um, but she keeps that quiet, and she performs his surgeries for oh, him shit. with him, like right there. Um, she is not technically qualified to do that because she is still a resident. Mm-hmm. Um, so she could get in a lot of trouble. For that. Oh, sure. Meredith, her husband is conducting a, a drug trial for Alzheimer's, which her mother, um, ends up passing away from Alzheimer's. Um, she, it's supposed to be a double blind study. She tampers with the study yeah. to make sure that her mother gets the drug. Um, that's huge. Like well, they, they do a little bit of that in, um, house as well. Oh yeah. Cause when 13 finds out mm-hmm. that she has the gene, there's like a study going on mm-hmm. and she gets put in the study and they find out that she's not, she's in the, she's getting the she's placebo the control, yeah. and like they fuck with it. Mm-hmm. Like they, that's, they switch her to the other group and that's really bad science. That's a huge ethical violation because you know, you're, it's you're playing God, you're playing yeah. God there. Um, so these are women who break the rules, but one of the more, one of the more recent episodes, Meredith wins this award called the Harper Avery. Mm-hmm. And this is an important award. It's a made up award for the show. Yeah. Um, her mother was a surgeon before her, a very good surgeon, a surgeon whose name you say and students go oh my god you're that gray yeah like she's a legacy surgeon yeah think of whatever your parents do now imagine them being the best at it whatever it is maybe your dad is the best mail carrier in central iowa um whatever now you go into that same thing knowing that your parent is the best and you're like no it's fine and then you're like, oh, yeah, that's me. And you're also the best. Like, yeah. um, So she she wins this award that her mother won twice. Mm-hmm. 
and there's this awards gala because it's a fancy award. So she's supposed to get on a plane to travel across the country to go to this gala and a huge trauma comes in because it's a soap opera. A roller coaster has jumped its tracks and now two people are stuck in it. Here's the thing. Yeah, a roller coaster. This Do they bring in like the roller coaster cars? Bitch, you know they bring in the roller coaster cars. Oh my god! You know they do. Like, how else time... are we gonna know they got stuck in a roller coaster? Every time, I think that like I've gotten to the point of like, okay, I can I can kind of deal with this. Like, they add the level. Like it, it jumps. It the, jumps a they level. The, oh, there's a lion in the street. Oh, it's a roller coaster accident. You know, like that happens. Here's the thing. This is the three hundredth episode. Yeah. Um so instead of doing just another plane crash, they did a fucking roller coaster. I'm not a regular accident. plane crash. I'm a roller coaster crash. <laughs> um The thing was these these people who were very badly injured, there were three of them that resembled and behaved like three characters from the original cast. So this mm-hmm. show has been on for 14 seasons. Yeah. Um, this is one of those shows where, for medical professionals, a lot of these people have died. Yeah. I know we did this last time we recorded it, but yeah. let's do it again. You ready? She's going to read down the list of the cast and characters, and I'm going to tell her if they are alive or dead or just not on the show anymore. Yeah. Okay. You ready? Meredith Gray. Still there. Derek Shepard. Dead. Jackson Avery. Still there and beautiful. Izzy Stevens. Um, not on the show anymore, but we're not quite sure of her status. Okay. Kelly Torres. Off the show. Alex Karev. Alex Karev, still on okay. the show. Okay. George O'Malley. Dead. April Kepner. Still on the show. Lexi Gray. Dead in a plane crash. Christina Yang. Lives in Switzerland now. Cool. Owen Hunt. Uh, still there. Mark Sloan. Dead. Arizona Roberts. Still, Robbins. Robbins. Still there. Um, Nathan Riggs. Still there. Denny Duquette. Dead. Teddy Altman. Still there. Preston Burke. Gone. He made some really mean comments about a co-star. Oh, shit. Andrew DeLuca. Still there. Miranda Bailey. She's the boss. Yeah, she's pretty awesome. She's, I know her. She's cool as shit. Um, Addison Montgomery. Addison Montgomery Shepard. She had her own spinoff, so she's oh, fine. Okay. Don't worry she's about fine. her. Amelia Shepard. Still there. Had a brain tumor. Joe Wilson. Still there. Abusive ex-husband has showed up, played by, you know, world's meanest guy, Matthew Morrison. I'm sorry. What? He was the teacher on Glee. He can't be a mean <laughs> He's guy. He's not going to be a mean guy. Um, Maggie Pierce. Still there. That was one of Meredith's mystery half-sisters. <laughs> Jesus fucking she's, Christ. She's the daughter of Meredith's mom and Chief Weber. Sorry, this has never been a spoiler-free zone. Get over it. Um, Dr. Eliza McKinnick? There's no picture. I don't know. Oh, I think that was Gina Davis. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. no that wasn't. Um, no, Gina Davis is for no, she was. She's not on the show. She okay. was terrible. Erica Hahn. No, she's gone. Dr. Nicole Herman. Gina Davis. Gina Davis. She did pass away, unfortunately. I'm sorry. Have we, is that most of the main characters? Yeah, that's, okay. we're getting a little far out in, yeah. the, in terms yeah, yeah, of whatnot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gina Davis was on the show, so you know it's good. Dead. Yeah, um, some die for reasons of budgets and whatnot. Um, 
you know, they just had to let this one die. Well, Patrick Dempsey and Shonda Rhimes did not get along notoriously. Ooh, so um, he was written off the show. It was very sad. Um, yeah. But sometimes it does make narrative sense. Yeah, Like, sure. you can only survive so much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a... Uh, it's a well-written show. The the characters. I brought up that award and her um, staying behind. She she stayed behind because the three people, three of the primary people injured within this or or kind mm-hmm. of affected by it, reminded her of three people she had lost. Doctor Izzy Stevens, who kind of I think the pressures of being a doctor got to her a little too much. Um, she was very much in love with a patient to the point that she damaged his... So he had a heart condition, he had an LVAD wire, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and she... He needed a heart transplant. She cut his LVAD wire to hurt his heart just enough to push him to the top of the UNOS list. Jesus. That's a huge ethical violation. Yeah. She almost married Alex Karev, or did marry Alex Karev, um, and then left him um she had cancer and he got her through having cancer mm-hmm. and then she left him um, then there's george o'malley who he had to be an intern for an extra year he worked very hard but he wasn't as smart as the others um and he was pushing someone out of the way as a bus was coming down the street and he got dragged under a bus and didn't die right away he was so hurt that oh they couldn't God. tell who he was. Jesus. So they were trying to treat this guy, and he found he couldn't talk. He found a way. He like, they called him 007 because <laughs> a couple of his patients died. Yeah. Um, he found a way to like write 007 oh, in shit. someone's hand. Yeah. To be like, it's me. Oh my God. Um, and he he passed away. He and Doctor Bailey had a very special relationship. He helped deliver Miranda Bailey's son. Mm-hmm. So. Um, his Miranda Bailey's son's middle name is George. Um, and one of Meredith Gray's, oh no, I'm thinking of her son, Bailey. Um, but he was one of them. And then the other one was Dr. Yang. Mm. There was mm-hmm. a, an Asian young woman who was very, very loud and opinionated. Um, but she stayed behind to, to care for these three people who she saw as, and not in, in a stereotypical like woman way of, Oh, you remind me of my daughter. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna. It's you remind me of people I loved and respected who are gone. Yeah, and I need to take care of you. Um, but she ends up winning the award, and she's in surgery saving these people when the award people announce it. And her daughter, who I would say Zola is maybe ten or eleven at this point, her daughter gets to see her win this award. Wow. Um, and it's. It's cool to see because this is already someone who watched their mother do this and knew her mother and kind of a, she and her mother did not get along. They had kind of this cold standoffish, mm-hmm. very not loving relationship, not a very healthy relationship. Yeah. So Meredith works hard to combat that with her own daughter. You know, oh, sure. To remind her daughter, I love you. I care about you. Yeah. Whatever you need while my career is important and I want to be the best at it, yeah. you are still important to me. Yeah. Um, so her daughter does get to see her do surgeries. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she shows her daughter that you can do both. Yeah. You can have it all, everybody. Yeah. Um, 
So, yes, it's a soap opera. To summarize, it's a soap opera. Some of it's trash. Like, yeah. some of it's garbage. But it's trash that I love. And let people like things, okay? Yep. And uh, don't die in a plane crash, okay? Hey, Liz. Yeah? Can I pull you over here in Consumption Corner? Oh, are we going down to Consumption Town? Let's talk about Consumption Town. Hey, what, what? Me- what media are we consuming? Um, well, I wanted to talk about Totoro. Because oh, we sat yeah. and watched it, and like that's a movie from my childhood, yes. and I love it. My Neighbor Totoro is an amazing movie. Can I ask you some questions about My Neighbor Totoro? Yeah. Do you want to tell people about our new segment that you've created? Um, cool story. Need some answers. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask Margaret some rapid-fire questions about the movie My Neighbor Totoro, and she's going to answer them to the best of her abilities. Yes, I am. Are you ready? Yep. Um, what is a Totoro? It's a forest spirit. What's the plural of Totoro? Totoro. Okay. Um, where did that big tree go? It was in the dream. It was in the dream. Um, what are the smaller Totoros? They're squirrel Totoros. Um, are there Totoros of every animal? No. Just squirrels? Yeah. What is big Totoro then? It's a Totoro. Okay. But if the squirrel Totoros are squirrel Totoros... What is they're, the... they're different Totoros. He's just a Totoro. <laughs> okay, so there's Totoro Prime, and yeah. then there's Totoro Squirrels. Yeah. Are there snail Totoros? No. Okay, I'd like to ask you some questions about Cat Bus. <laughs> okay. Um, what are the mechanics of Cat Bus? It's a cat with a bus in it. Okay, is it when you get on the bus, is it, are you climbing into the cat's guts? Or Ooh. is it like a bus on top of a cat? It's a bus on top of a cat. Where does my luggage go? Up its butt. I don't know. Uh, see, that I one think, I don't know. I was thinking it was up his butt, and you confirmed my suspicions. My luggage goes in the cat butt, so it's all carry-ons here. Cool, cool, cool. How many carry-ons am I allowed on cat bus? Um, you can have one carry-on and a personal item. Carry-on, personal item. Got it. Um, how do I summon cat bus? You have to find a Totoro. How do I find a Totoro? You have to live near the woods. Okay. We live near a wooded area. Why are there no Totoros here? Because we haven't explored the woods. Do you want to go explore the woods? Not right now. It's cold out. It's very cold out. Okay. And that concludes Cool Story. Need some answers. <laughs> anyway, um, so I made Liz watch Toshiro because I love it. It's um, a good movie. It's yeah, cute. Yeah. I, I like the Studio Ghibli movies. Mm-hmm. They're beautiful and... They're cute. Very sweet. Mm-hmm. So that's what we've been consuming. Yeah. I've also still been watching a lot of Sailor Moon. I've been watching a lot of The Great British Baking Show. Yes. So... So we have lots of ideas of how we can put that in our lives and yeah. create content based on the Great British Baking Show. Here's my thing. When someone says, that's a bad bake, in my brain, that sounds like a good thing. Yeah, no, that's, that's like, a bad bake, dang, Mary. that's a bad, these brownies are a bad bake. Like, like, I get it, but like, I'm young and bad means good and black is white and like, I don't know. Millennials are trash. I like it. Thank you. Thank you for liking that (laughs) stupid thing I did. Okay, so I don't really have a quote. That's fine. Um, Just watch Scrubs and I guess Grey's Anatomy if you like soap opera stuff. If yeah. you like comedy stuff, watch Scrubs. These are, shows, these are shows that are readily available on streaming services if you subscribe to Netflix and or Hulu. We're Scrubs is on Hulu. Where is... Houses on Netflix, yep. Grey's Anatomy, you can find the old seasons on Netflix and the current season on Hulu. We, I think we, we do pretty well with not reviewing shows that are on like HBO and Showtime yeah. um, because we don't have those things. 
Um, but someday we might, so... Mm-hmm. That's why we haven't touched Game of Thrones. Oh, God. Where do we even begin? Probably that's at the a, beginning. That's a whole that's season. Gonna be, yeah, that's going to be a whole series. Um, so, Liz, where can people find us? People can find us... Um, well, that's kind of a two-headed question, because you can find our socials all over the internet. We have an Instagram, Cool Story Needs More Girls. We have a Twitter, at Cool Storycast. We have a Tumblr... CoolStoryNeedsMoreGirls.tumblr.com. You can go out to the Daily Gravy Facebook page uh, to find more information about us. If you'd like to follow myself or Maggie on Twitter, you can find me at the underscore hard underscore maybe, the hard maybe. Um, And Maggie is, oh, juicy wizard. You're no longer allowed to say that word. I think it's beautiful. There's only one you. I just say it like there's more than one. Like, at this point, I've had three people ask me, how do you spell your Twitter handle? It's... J-U-I-C-E-Y. I think so, yeah. But it's spelled juicy. It's spelled normal. I don't think there's an E in it. Yeah, it's just juicy. juicy. Normal juicy. Juicy. Anyway, thank you for listening. I didn't, get to, I, didn't get to, I didn't get to answer the other side of the question. Um, if you are oh. looking for ways to listen to our podcast. Oh, sorry, I apologize. You're right. Um, there's obviously whichever <laughs> medium you found it in this time. Cool. Um, we are on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on Podbay, Podbay. we are on Shout Engine. Yes, we're on Shout Engine. And, and SoundCloud has our newest episodes. Yes, um, they're, they have some interesting policies that we're trying to work with. Um, so we're just keeping that updated with our newest episodes. Um, if you want the whole backlog, which I apologize for sound issues, um, you can find those at the previously listed sites. We're, we're doing our best. We're making improvements every day. We don't do this, though, without help from you. Thank you for listening to our show. Um, if you like what you're hearing, or if you don't even, feel free to leave us a rating and a review on whichever um, service you're using to listen to this. I always found it so weird that podcasters were like, leave a review, leave a review, leave a review on... Um, Platforms like iTunes, we don't get numbers or analytics about how many people are listening to us. So it could be five. It could be 500. We don't know. It's definitely not 500. You don't know that? No, I do because I get all the information from Shout Engine. But no, we, we have no idea, you know, if you're enjoying this or anything. If you, if you like what we're doing or if you have some ideas about what we should be doing, um, please leave a review. Leave a comment. You we have an email address. You can email yeah. us, coolstoryneedsmoregirls at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have suggestions, if you have a show that you love and you'd like us to talk about the women on it, we'd love to do that for you. Yeah. We or watch a lot of TV. There's a good chance we've seen at least a episode of yeah. it. Um, also, if you just have ideas for topics, when we hit the beginning of the year, we're going to be um, switching to weekly episodes. We on that weekly grind. So we are really looking for more episodes. So the computer's mad see. at us. Yeah, I think it's telling us that we need to finish up. Yeah, it's um, telling us because we have to go uh, be tech crew for a show tonight. Yep. So for cool story needs more girls. I'm Maggie and I'm Liz, and we're not here for your boners. Gross. guys thanks for checking out this episode of cool story needs more girls sorry for the delay i was very sick and then today i figured out that i was sick again no worries um i wanted to record this quick end cap thanking one of our fans 
um, who donated money so that we're going to be able to, you know, improve our equipment and get some new microphones and all of this wonderful things that we're so excited about. So thank you so much, Dan. Um, it means a lot to us that you listen and support us. And then, yeah, and then I have a quick apology for Carmen Esposito. Um, fuck, I fucked it up again. Yeah, so for Cameron Esposito, not Carmen. I apologize. Again, I've been sick. Uh, thank you for listening, and bye! Bye!